Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. Hi, I'm Roy Holly, along with Alvin Bailey and our host, Kim Bellato. Kim, we have a great show lined up today. We have U.S. Representative Brian Babin of the Texas 36th Congressional District on the line, and you will have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. Kim, before we bring Congressman Babin on, let's talk about what's going on in Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. It's exciting. It sure is. This issue that we're working on, Roy and Alvin, is pretty exciting for us. We actually have the chairman of the Railroad Commission, Commissioner David Porter, or Chairman Porter. Now, last time he was on the cover, he wasn't the chairman, was he? No, he was a new, fairly newly elected a Railroad Commissioner. But I think the other really striking thing is that he's had now so much more time to really demonstrate what a great commissioner he has been, especially in areas like Eagle Ford, creating the Eagle Ford Shell Task Force and has really demonstrated what a visionary he is, as well as continuously telling the voters how important regulatory framework matters when you're looking at electing a railroad commissioner, especially here in Texas. And you know, Alvin and Roy, one of the other things that we're so excited about is our State of Energy event, and it is finally here. Um, October 14th in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas at the Solomon Ortiz Center will be our State of Energy event. So I have been waiting for months and months and months for this to happen. And it's a great event to help educate the community to the exact state of energy and what they, what businesses can learn about how to grow their business. Where are we with the state of energy currently? Uh, from some experts and, uh, the lineup is just amazing. We have Omar Garcia, the president of STEER, uh, which is South Texas Economic Energy Roundtable, as well as Barbara Canales, who is a port commissioner with the Port of Corpus Christi, as well as Shanir Ann Incana. So our keynote speaker for the Corpus Christi State of Energy event is Matthew Most, Vice President, Governmental Affairs of Incana. Our panelists will include Matt Barr, who is with Shanir, Omar Garcia, the president of STEER, which stands for South Texas Economic Energy Roundtable, Barbara Canales, who is a port commissioner for the Port of Corpus Christi, and Ivan Vassi, who is the president and CEO of the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development, as well as Paula Wagner Aguilar, who is the president of the Energy CFO. We will also be joined by Mayor Nelda Martinez. You know, if, if if you haven't been to many oil and gas meetings this year and you're thinking, you know, I probably should go to an oil and gas meeting to figure out what's going on in the industry right now, this is probably going to be one of the most important luncheons that you can attend this year. I agree, and Corpus actually um, has never had an event like this that basically is focusing strictly on energy and helping to network and get more information on the topic itself. You know, one of the greatest things that along with investing in your business is learning the topic and the type of industry that you want to go market to. And this is a great opportunity because now you know what's coming in the future and you actually can make a better business decision 
on what you are going to do, invest in hiring five more employees or 15 more employees. But let's not forget that we also have the state of energy that's coming to San Antonio as well, Alvin and Roy, and that's actually scheduled for December the 9th. That's going to be at Pearl Stables uh, in San Antonio. And some of the speakers will be Senator Carlos Aristi, Omar Garcia, the president of STEER, South Texas Economic Energy Roundtable, the vice president of Halliburton, uh, Paul Shepard, is just to name a few. So we're really excited about both of these events. And, you know, Alvin, anybody who wants ticket information, there's still time to buy tickets for the Corpus Christi Chamber event, as well as there's still time to buy tickets for the San Antonio event, uh, State of Energy. So I would highly recommend that they would Google either Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce or the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, because they are both partners with us for these events, to obtain tickets or more information. Or they can also go to our website, which is shellmag.com, and we'll be happy to get them to the right place. Now, how is Shell Mag involved with the uh, State of Energy Luncheon? Well, actually, we are the producers of the show, um, and we will be, we are committed to doing this annually. So this is our inaugural event. And, uh, we have partnered with the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce and the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce to help us host the event because, you know, they have the business sector. And businesses, it's so important that they understand oil and gas. So we want them to attend. We want them to get engaged. And these are your realtors, your bankers, sales reps. All different kinds of companies make up uh, members of the chambers. And so it's real important to us that we try to talk to them about energy and any energy-related topics. And we're going to do a show af- after the State of Energy launch. We're going to do a show about what went on at the uh, State of Energy luncheon, and in the oil patch, we'll be there. Uh, Roy and I, while uh, while you're out mingling, we're going to be working and uh, trying to talk to you know some of the some of the heavy hitters that are at the show. Yes, I'm so excited because the State of Energy has been something that I've been wanting to do and been committed for like two years, and just couldn't get it the time to get it done. And so to know that now the oil patch will also be able to cover it and to help bring listeners who could not attend. What was the format about? What did we cover? And bring them some information on what was discussed. That's really uh, going to be important. And so I'm really happy that the Oil Patch Radio Show is going to be able to cover it. Well, Kim, it's going to be lots of fun, and I can't wait to be there. Uh, but right now, we do need to take a break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellotto, and we'll be right back. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on October 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Solomon PRT Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. The event is brought to you by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine and the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. The event is sponsored by Steer, Encana Natural Gas, and Chenier. Our speaker lineup will include Port of Corpus Christi Commissioner Barbara Canales, Chenier, Encana, Omar Garcia of Steer, and many more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased at the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce's website, business.corpuschristichamber.com. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? 
Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com or call 210-240-7188. All right, Kim, it's time to welcome our guest, Brian Babin, the U.S. Representative for the Texas 36th Congressional District to the show. Kim? Hello, Congressman Babin. It is a pleasure to have you join us on In the Oil Patch today. Can you tell us or give us a little bit of insight on your background and then tell us how you got started being a U.S. representative for Texas? I sure can, Kim. It's it's very great to be with you all today. Uh, I was born and raised in southeast Texas, although I've, I've been a dentist for 38 years. I've, I've, I've done a lot of things, uh, worked in a lot of plants. I was a merchant seaman. I worked for the wildlife department. And that was my home for my entire life, except for when I served overseas in the military or went off to college. But uh, I decided to run for Congress for 12 reasons. Uh, over this past six years, I've been very, very upset, apprehensive about the direction of this country. And those 12 reasons I ran were my 12 grandkids. And I've been here now for about nine months, and I would like uh, everyone to know that I'm not here for a new career. I've already had a career. And I'm going to vote uh, for those 12 grandkids every time that I take a, a cast a vote uh, because I would rather lose my election than look back and think that uh, I uh, did not do enough for my, uh, my children and my, ch- my grandchildren. And uh, I'm here to get America right back on, this, on, the, on the right track and create a stronger, uh, more secure America for future generations economically and uh, national defense-wise and uh, foreign policy-wise. Well, it definitely sounds like that seems to be what is electable in this season because, uh, in my opinion, we have a lot of elected officials that are career elected officials, and there's not a whole lot getting done. So new individuals running. We had a last show. We had State Representative Isaac on the show, and he basically said exactly what you said. He wanted to run, though, here in Texas to try to, you know, work in his area and, and, and get some change going. What is your District 36? Where is that area at? It is. It goes from southeast Houston, and we have uh, four ports, including the Port of Houston. We've got over 150 petrochemical refineries and uh, facilities, and it goes all the way over to uh, Orange County, and it hits the Louisiana line, and then up north all the way to uh, Jasper, Newton, Tyler, and, and uh, Polk counties. It takes in nine counties, an extremely diverse district, a uh, combination of heavy industry, plus a lot of rural timber, oil and gas exploration, and uh, as I said, downstream, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, petrochemical refining facilities. And uh, so that's where I was born and raised, there in Beaumont and Port Arthur, Texas. And now I make my home in Tyler County, Texas. Been practicing dentistry up there for 35 years since getting out of the U.S. Air Force. So that's it. Well, it sounds like you have a very diverse background, and thank you for your service. And I would also believe that uh, your background tells me that you did not take lightly running for office to leave your home to go to D.C. Uh, if you really didn't feel um, the need to do that. So 
Thank you for getting involved. Public service uh, can be difficult. Um, You're welcome, Kim. It was it was it was a call to duty, just like serving in the military for me. I agree. So, what are some of the things that you're working on in, in D.C. right now, and then we'll get into your hometown? Sure. I uh, well, I uh, I've been very fortunate to have been appointed to the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee uh, and serve on three great subcommittees uh, over rails, pipelines, waterways, which fit, has a, has a great fit with our uh, with our district. I agree. Uh, also uh, appointed to the Science, Space, and Technology Committee. And I uh, have just been named just several months ago to uh, be the chairman of the of the House Subcommittee on Space uh, because we also uh, represent the Johnson Space Center, and now uh, I'm the I'm the uh, chairman of that subcommittee, uh, which has oversight and authorization uh, over the entire space program. So it's been very very interesting and a lot of. Uh, a lot of things going on, and uh, not the least of which is uh, oil and gas. Is uh, you know, while downstream is doing quite well, uh, the, the price of uh, a barrel of oil has fallen so far that that upstream we've, we're, we're we're seeing uh, you know some folks be laid off. Uh, that is quite offset though by the major expansion projects of uh, a number of these companies down in my district. Uh, I'll give you an example, and, and that's. Uh, Exxon Mobil, uh, they're spending several billion dollars, along with several other major companies, too, uh, for expansions, and, and jobs are still being created down there. The problem is we're fighting uh, the EPA. We're fighting this administration, <clears throat> which, uh, incredibly, his biggest item on his agenda uh, during this, this crisis of, of the economy, uh, open borders and a foreign policy in shambles and all you know, 19 trillion dollars in national debt, but and, and you'd think that he would have some priorities of trying to fix some of these things. But his biggest priority is uh, is climate change, and that's uh, I think it's pretty apparent with the things that he tries to do, uh, making in runs uh, around the U.S. Congress by uh, with a stroke of a pen and an executive order, or utilizing his uh, some of the some of these uh, agencies like the Environmental Protection Agency. Well, you know, Congressman Babin, you bring up a good point about the environment in this administration, where they're heading. And I guess the only thing that doesn't make sense to me, in my opinion, is if we're really going to take on the topic of global warming, then why aren't we bringing in allies from all over the world? And then we can really have a discussion. But it appears to me as though if we're not going to do this and we're going to regulate the United States to the point where it's causing job loss and it is not good for our economy, it makes no sense to me because you have to reel in the entire world. It, it, it's like Mark Rubio said, we, United States is not a planet. So even outsiders outside of D.C. understand that. So I guess we don't understand how we can do all of this and keep the planet and watch global warming when we're not taking this on a holistic approach. So it seems disingenuous in my opinion. Well, I, I couldn't agree more because uh, some of the some of the greatest polluters in the world are some of our our global competitors, and they have absolutely no intention of uh, complying with some of these uh, uh, some of this radical uh, environmental agenda that the president wants to levy against against their own companies and people. You can talk about the uh, EPA's Clean Waters Act, the uh, Waters of the United States, the ozone rule clean power plan. I mean, it's just one after the other that he wants to 
uh, increase our standards and put us at uh, at a, at a uh, an imbalance and a disadvantage with our competitors overseas, and it costs us jobs. It costs us prosperity, and uh, here we are in a you know with 60 million uh, working age uh, uh, adults in the United States no longer even looking for a job. Uh, and there was a, a kind of a disappointing jobs report came out last week uh, that uh, I think he, he, he just is putting us at a grave disadvantage. Congressman, we need to take a break. We want to continue this conversation. On the flip side, you're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host Kim Bellotto, visiting with U.S. Representative Brian Babin from the Texas 36th Congressional District, and we'll be right back. Hi, folks. Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Blue Bonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Blue Bonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Blue Bonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out and even your built ford tough trucks well they need to be serviced too so do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership or do you call teresa you see blue bonnet ford has teresa when you call teresa her team will pick up your ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis most authorized repairs are done and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days that's the blue bonnet difference so don't let downtime cost you thousands call teresa today and keep your fleet working here's the number 210-643-4391 Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Kalig Auto Group. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on December 9th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Pearl Stables in San Antonio, Texas. The event is sponsored by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, Steer, and the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Our speaker lineup will include Halliburton, Senator Uresti, Omar Garcia of Steer, and more. Sponsorship packages and tickets can be purchased by contacting Blanca at the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Call 210-225-0462. Once again, that's 210-225-0462. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. We're visiting with U.S. Representative Brian Babin. Kim? Uh, Congressman Babin, the president has requested that we accept refugees from Syria, and you have created a piece of legislation. Can we talk about the Resettlement Accountability National Security Act? Yes, ma'am, we certainly can. That's uh, H.R. 3314. And uh, this basically was the only type of legislation of its kind uh, in, in the Congress uh, that was addressing this, uh, this problem of refugees coming into our country. And most, most American citizens have no clue that it's really the United Nations who is choosing where these refugees come from uh, and who they are. And then uh, they are they are distributed throughout our country by federal contractors, private entities, uh, and they are creating a lot of trouble uh, and, uh, for uh, many communities across the country. Uh, just being overloaded, their schools, uh, their uh, uh, their their healthcare facilities, their law enforcement agencies. Uh, I mean, many areas of the country, uh, in in places uh, as far away as Maine. Uh, Minnesota, uh, we've had problems up in Amarillo, and uh, this bill 
will put a stop to that until the uh, GAO can do an assessment of the fiscal cost to the American taxpayer because over 90%, in fact, 91% from what we can ascertain of these refugees coming in from, from uh, under the authority of the UN are on federal welfare programs. And uh, then the second thing it will do will do an assessment of the national security aspects, which is absolutely uh, the most important part of this thing. Uh, I certainly want to balance our budget, but when I look and see the threat of ISIS, who have already promised to exploit this refugee program since Obama uh, came in office, we've already taken in nearly 500,000 refugees. And we do know that the most persecuted religious minority uh, coming from out of the Middle East, which is where most of these uh, overwhelming majority of these uh, refugees come from, but uh, less than 5% of these refugees are Christians coming into the country and into to the United States. So we don't want to in, in import the problems of, the, of Western Europe. We already see what's going on in Western Europe, where 4,000 jihadis have come out of Western Europe to go fight with ISIS, uh, we've already produced over 250 ourselves, and it's growing every day. You don't have to look any further. Uh, if you think they're, that they're not already here, then uh, Garland, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Boston Marathon bombing, just a number of areas where, where we've seen some jihadi attacks going on. And uh, this, we, we, we need to do us an assessment of the national security ramifications of this refugee plan. Uh, it's just absolute craziness. Uh, for us to be taking in uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, coming in from this troubled area, this, this area of great turmoil, and importing these these types of problems right here into the home the homeland of, of the United States of America. It almost appears backwards because it used to be where this administration would say that you know we shouldn't be fighting uh, in other countries and it's you know their issue and we need to pull out and come back home and that's true and now we are somehow or another taking on the world's problems as well. And that's part of this is refugees coming in that have not been checked. Um, and that's so, right. And let me, let me reiterate one thing, because uh, I do have a bunch of co-sponsors on this thing, but some of my colleagues just have a, they're, they're a little bit afraid, they're timid, uh, that, uh, that they're going to be called racist or bigot. Uh, when the, you know, I have a constitutional duty as a U.S. congressman to, uh, to protect the safety and health and national security of the American people in our country. And I'm going to do what's right. And, and uh, my colleagues need to get on this bill. And any of your uh, readers out there should, should contact uh, their members of Congress and their U.S. senators and tell them to get on this bill. It couldn't be anything more important. Uh, between this refugee uh, crisis and the Iranian nuclear deal, I don't think there's anything more pressing when it comes to national security. Well, thank you for saying that. What we will do is put something on our Facebook uh, in the Oil Patch or Shell magazine, right. and it'll have an area where our listeners can go to, and it'll fill it out for them and contact their legislator in their area. Yeah. Because we do believe it's important to recognize this has happened so quickly. Um, really, I don't see it was vetted in any responsible way and i think that we need to recognize that if too many of them got here too many refugees we've completely lost control well you know kim we've already had uh james clapper uh a number of the administration in, in national security 
uh, have tell us that there is no way that we can properly vet and screen uh, these refugees. And uh, it's just insane for us to, to allow uh, 100,000 plus a year come in uh, at our expense, loaded on to the local governments and populaces, and, uh, and then have to, have to put up with the problems of, of a non-assimilating group of people. As I said, less than 5% of these folks were Christians. And uh, so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a red flag that I think we need to really address. And the president is bound to determine uh, to bring these folks in, but we need to fight this as hard as we can. On that note, thank you so much, Congressman Babin, for being our guest today uh, in the Oil Patch Radio Show. We've learned so much from your expert analyst and insight into oil and gas, as well as the national security and foreign policy. And so we hope to have you back here in the near future again. And uh, hopefully we will have you at least just come in for a few minutes here in the next couple of weeks and discuss uh, how the export ban went and uh, how your uh, House 30, Bill 3314, how it yeah. fares or how it's doing. Do you know when you're scheduled to have that go forward or uh No, we're still, yeah, we're still working. We're working our way through the uh, new leadership uh, here in the House, and so we'll be addressing all that uh, shortly. But uh, I'm curious to see uh, how this export ban, I, I predict that this export uh, ban is going to be lifted uh uh, or at least the the, the the U.S. House will will certainly uh, vote to to lift it, and we'll see what the Senate does, and then just hope that the president will suddenly see the light and sign this thing. Well, we will hope. <laughs> we'll hope and and uh, and and see, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Congressman Bama, thank you again, and um, we will be reaching out to have you back on the show to give us an update. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Alan. Good thank to you, talk Congressman. to you, Congressman. I think we need to do some trivia. And I think, you know, we should make Congressman Babin the uh, topic of today's trivia question. Hey, if you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question, let me give you the email address here. It's radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shalemag, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. You'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. And it is a nice restaurant. Very nice restaurant. Fancy. That's right, Alvin and Roy. Today's trivia question is, U.S. Representative Brian Babin represents which congressional district from Texas? Email your response to radio at shellmag.com. And remember, the first correct email will win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. And that about does it for this week's In the Oil Patch. For Ken Bellato and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellato, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.